Welcome to the Off The Crutch Podcast, your home for disability-related topics from a disabled perspective. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode. My name is Travis Davis. Today, I want to talk about Down Syndrome Awareness Month. While I may not have Down Syndrome, cerebral palsy is considered a developmental disability which is in a similar category of Down syndrome. I believe talking about all disabilities is important, especially when a month like this happens. So, regarding Down syndrome, some facts. Down syndrome is a condition in which a person has an extra chromosome. Now, chromosome determines how a baby's body forms during pregnancy and how the baby's body functions as it grows in the womb and after birth. Babies that are born with an extra chromosome have what's called chromosome 21. Now, like CP, each person with Down syndrome has different abilities. I've had the opportunity to volunteer with the Special Olympics when I was in grad school. They are a fantastic sports organization that welcomes all individuals with intellectual or developmental disabilities. And so when I was in grad school, I got to learn a lot more about Down syndrome and other intellectual and developmental disabilities that widened my scope of disabilities, which allows me to have conversations with other people in various organizations. Speaking of which, an organization that has done a great job of supporting individuals with Down syndrome is Best Buddies. Best Buddies is a nonprofit organization that's dedicated to establishing a global volunteer movement that creates opportunities with the four pillars one to one friendships, integrated employment, leadership development, and inclusive living for individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. They have chapters all over the world and do a great job of providing support and promoting disability awareness. So today on the podcast, I have Whitney Michelson, who is the Jobs Program Supervisor for Best Buddies in Orlando. She lives in Orlando, Florida, and is such a disability champion when it comes to the type of work she does. So I hope you all enjoy learning more about her and Best Buddies with this interview. Enjoy. All righty. So today I have a very special guest. Her name is Whitney Michelson, and she works for an organization called Best Buddies. How are you doing this afternoon, Whitney? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? I am fantastic. We talked a little bit before we started recording. I was really interested in the things that we were talking about. So I'm hoping that this interview can be beneficial to those with disabilities or those that want to learn more about Best Buddies. And speaking of Best Buddies, why don't you share what that organization is all about? Awesome. Yeah, I'd be happy to. So we uh, we have a couple different or a few different pillars within our Best Buddies model. So the first one is um, our school friendship programs, which I think a lot of people are familiar with, especially if they go to a public school um, where they foster one-to-one friendships within the different schools, school chapters. Then we have our um, 
jobs program where I work, where we find competitive employment for adults with intellectual disabilities and developmental disabilities. Then we have a leadership training pillar where we'll actually help train on leadership skills. Um, and then we just launched Inclusive Living, actually. So one site of Inclusive Living as well. So that one's new. We don't have it here yet. Um, so hopefully soon in Florida. That's great. How long have you been in your current position? My current position I've been in since November. Well, no, not quite that long. Uh, maybe January. Um, and then I've been with the organization for almost two years. My two years, is October 15th. Oh, wonderful. And what specifically do you do within your role in Best Buddies? Yeah, so um, I'm the jobs program supervisor. So when I started the organization, I was an employment consultant. And basically, that's like a job coach for a caseload of individuals. Um, now, I still have a caseload of individuals, but they're a little bit farther along in the program. So they've been placed in their job for a while. So they require a lot less support. Um, and then I oversee um, the staff in the Orlando office. Um, and then also we're getting, well, we just launched in Tampa on August 1st. So we're seeing that launch as well. That's great. Before Best Buddies, because you mentioned you've been in the organization uh, two years or so, how did you get involved in the disability community originally? Yeah, so... Originally, growing up, I went to a small family-owned dance studio just for class. And uh, the studio owner had a son named Chandler, and he had cerebral palsy, and he was also blind. Um, and so he would always just be in the corner of our, of our dance class in our studio. And so it was never really a big thing for me. But then as I got older, I started to realize how much I really enjoyed working in this community. Um, and then my cousin had a baby who was born with Williams syndrome. And so that's been really impactful over the last eight years. And I was also involved as the faculty advisor for the Best Buddies chapter at the high school that I worked at prior to Best Buddies. And so that was really cool too. That's great. I love to hear people's stories about how they get involved in the disability community and it sounds like you're very passionate about this program in general with the uh, best buddies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's one of those things that I never really made the decision like, oh, I'm going to work in this community. I just kind of kept pursuing what felt good and what felt right. And then it just landed here and, you know, continues to feel good. So that's why I continue to do what I do. Do you ever run into people that have misconceptions about people with uh, intellectual developmental disabilities or best buddies? Sometimes. Uh, sometimes we have employer partners. Well, not employer partners, because if they're partnered with us, they have a pretty good or understanding of the organization. But sometimes if you're pitching the program to a new group of people or a new employer, um, they'll misunderstand that the individuals in our program, it's competitive employment, so they need to pay them the same as they would anybody else for the same role, regardless of disability. Um, so that's, you know, always sometimes a conversation to be had. Sometimes we do education on, you know, what an accommodation looks like 
in the workplace because you hear that word thrown around a lot. I think a lot of times businesses know what that means or they think that it's something expensive that their business is going to have to, you know, look into and provide for somebody. And every, every time that's not the case, I've never had an organization that we've worked with have to pay a lot of money for an accommodation for someone from our program. So things like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned um, competitive employment. I know we talked um, before we started recording about uh, Section 14C and that provision allowing organizations to pay individuals with disabilities sub-minimum wage. So why do you think that people with disabilities should be paid the same as everybody else? Why is that important? Because I think a lot of times they have just as much to offer. Um, and the thing that I noticed, actually, when I first started at Best Buddies, uh, my boss took me around to all the different job sites and introduced me to all the participants and where they were working and their supervisors and things like that. And I remember I was kind of anticipating having to troubleshoot a little bit, you know, like hearing about, because we would check in and go, oh, how are they doing? You know, do you need us for anything? Blah, blah, blah. And it's amazing to see these communities at these different job sites really rally around these participants. And it's genuine. I mean, they genuinely enjoy being around the, the participant and the, the employers do. So um, they bring a lot to the organization as well, um, just in terms of like employee morale. So, you know, I think for what you might have to carve out of a job, a small task, you know, that maybe a participant might not be able to complete due to a disability. They bring so much more um, that it's, you know, it's crazy that they wouldn't even be paid the same. Sure. Yeah. Do you have a standout moment from your time at Best Buddies? Standout moment. Let's see. Yeah, I have one story. I was coaching um, a participant pretty early on uh, when I first started. And I remember he was working at a pizza shop and he was pretty nonverbal. He didn't really have a whole lot to say. So in the morning, um, he would greet me and he would say, hi, Miss Whitney, you know, and then he would just kind of smile and nod as we got through his tasks for the day. And he was having a hard time uh, transitioning from one task to another. So he would cut up the onions finish that, and then not know what to do next. But there was a whole prep list of things that he had to do. So I remember going back to the office and talking to my boss, and I made up this uh, picture checklist, and I laminated it so he could dry erase and cross things off as he finished, move on to the next thing. I was so excited. I made the most beautiful picture checklist. And then I went to work with him the next day because our goal is – to get them independent so that they can work on their own and we only have to check in because um, it's their job, you know, it's their community and they're independent. So I'm trying to get this guy independent. I've been there for a long time. I present him with this picture checklist and I'm so excited and it, it doesn't work. And I'm just like, what in the world? But then I discover that he can read. And so I'm like, well, duh, Whitney, like just because he can't talk doesn't, or, you know, doesn't talk very much because he can't talk, but he doesn't talk a lot. Doesn't mean he can't read like in the world. So then I just started writing him a list, onions, tomatoes, sausage, whatever. And I left the next day 
Like he was able to be independent the very next day once I showed him how to cross things off a list. So that was really cool. And something that's always stuck with me is just, you know, don't ever underestimate somebody based on your own preconceptions because, you know, I had the best of intentions, but what I was doing wasn't working. Yeah. I think a lot of us can uh, underestimate one another, whether you have a disability or not. So the fact that you continue to pursue this and make sure that the participant got the support that they needed was great. You definitely showed why you were meant to be in your position at Best Buddies to, to help them out. So far, how has your work with Best Buddies changed your perception about disabilities? I think just that, that you know, people are capable of so much more if just provided the chance, right? And so I learned that through the participants, but now that I'm in a supervisory role, um, applying that even to just my team is, is helpful too. So just that, giving people the chance. Although you have to be careful because I will say, you know, I always try to get the participant to do things on their own. But I did visit my grandmother uh, shortly after I got this job, and she was trying to reach for something. But my grandmother actually, um, she's, she fell and broke both her wrists, so she can't use her walker. And so she was trying to reach for something, and I had been trained to make her do it, make her do it, when really she needed my help. So uh, it's yeah. to not apply it in the wrong situation. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Well, what are some things that you want the listeners to know about uh, Best Buddies? I think you mentioned before that you had some statistics. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, so one statistic that I think is pretty impressive, and it probably depends on where you are, but the average hourly wage for our participants in our program is $13.06. So I think that's pretty impressive, um, you know, given given where we are. And then we have 730 placements in the United States, but globally 1,602. So that's huge. We're reaching new areas every day. I think we're in 18 states across the U.S. for jobs. The other programs are in almost every state, but jobs is in 18 states across the U.S. And um, so it's really cool just to see the program grow and uh, continue to to provide and support for this community. That's great to hear. Those are great numbers, a great wage that Best Buddies offers. So that's that's really important. I'll end with this. We talked again about your dog. And so why don't you just talk a little bit about what makes your dog so special and how that ties into your current work uh, environment? Yeah. So... I'll preface this, this story by saying that I would never compare an animal experience to a human's experience, but I adopted my dog, Rabbit is his name. Uh, as soon as I moved out of my house, I knew I wanted to adopt a dog and I was looking online and all of a sudden I see this video of this dog at this rescue in Georgia. Um, it's called Five Freedoms Farm and they're pretty cool. They actually employ uh, deaf individuals on their farm and they they are a senior and special needs rescue and rabbit was there and he was available for adoption and he has no paws 
So he was marketed on their website as Rabbit the Pawless Poodle. And uh, I don't know what it was, but I watched that video and I went, that's my dog. I know that's my dog. And so he's here in Florida with me now. He's been with me for five years. He's eight years old. And, you know, I can't say that I can relate to a lot of the parents' challenges um, necessarily who have a child with special needs, but I do know what it's like to get strange looks from people when my dog sits up on his hind legs and like a raccoon, um, you know, or when I'm pushing him in a stroller, people call out hurtful things. So I know what that's like. Um, but I also know on the other side what it's like to be given a gift in this lifetime that you could have never really asked for and how much value that can add. So that's cool too. That's incredible. So does your dog have an Instagram? <laughs> he does. Oh, right. You want <laughs> you. You to plug his Instagram handle so everyone can follow your dog? Sure. It's a rabbit underscore the underscore Paulus underscore poodle. <laughs> Perfect. We'll end it there. Thank you so much, Whitney, for your time and keep up the great work with Best Buddies. Thank you. Talking with Whitney was so great, and I learned a heck of a lot about Best Buddies and the type of work that she does. One thing that I admire about Whitney is the fact that she's still able to find people employment during this time. This pandemic has made it really difficult for anybody to get a job, but especially those with disabilities. So her ability to not only help, but find people jobs in a very hard hit area of Florida just amazes me. So if there's anybody out there listening who is from Best Buddies and is looking for strategies or ways to find employment for your participant, please contact Whitney for any help. As always, you can find me on social media at Off The Crutch, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Until next time.